As if the stalker's only wish was the vacant connection and the sound of Blythe's once confident, now hollow, hello. Soon everyone will know. No! No one can know. For the first time that day, the hundredth time in a week, she reviewed her options. A meager, familiar list. Called the D.C. police or the Supreme Court police report the stalker. A woman? Why might a woman be following you, Mrs. Oakes? Well, officer, perhaps it's because I'm a closet lesbian. She admonished herself for the fantasy. Right, Blythe. Not a chance. Maybe I should just leave. Go back to Utah. Give up my job. Give up my dream. Steam drifted from the shower. Water pelted the tile. The phone rang and rang. Standing naked but for her sweaty socks, Blythe Oaks cried again, loudly this time. She didn't know what she was going to do. Robin Tor tapped the eraser end of a pencil against the cleft in her chin and said, The truth, Lauren. Why did you come all the way to Salt Lake City? Lauren Crowder crossed her legs and tried to shake off the mental malaise of her cross-country flight from New York. "'Because,' she said, lifting one eyebrow, "'I thought it would be harder for you to turn my sister down "'if I was sitting in the same room with the two of you.' "'Robin laughed. <laughs> "'That's just what I figured. "'But it's been a lot of years since law school, Lauren, "'and I've gotten tough.' "'She raised her right arm and flexed her biceps. "'I'm not the same little flit you remember from Berkeley.' "'Given your record lately, I suspected that,' Lauren said. "'And that, of course, is really why we're here.' Robin Tor smiled again. Lauren knew her old friend would be pleased that her blossoming reputation as a civil rights litigator had hopped the state line from Utah to Lauren's home in neighboring Colorado. Robin hooked her thin hair behind her ears and adjusted the frame of her eyeglasses before speaking again. You should know from the outset that I go into this willing to disappoint you, both of you. Lauren's expression conveyed her skepticism. Robin persisted. If your sister's story has merit, Lauren, I'll listen. If it doesn't, I'll pass. I step on toes all the time now. It doesn't bother me anymore, not like before. Now it was Lauren's turn to smile. Have you stepped on the toes of any United States Supreme Court justices lately, Robin? What? Why don't you hear Teresa out, okay? Teresa Crowder tugged at her skirt before she spoke. Her smile was magnetic. Although she was able to adopt a posture of composure and confidence, at twenty-five an aura of post-adolescence still hung over her. She opened with a question. Do you remember when Orrin Hatch died? In the men's room in that hotel in Los Angeles? That's actually when it all began, I think. Should I start there? Teresa turned toward her sister for a signal. Lauren gave a permissive smile, trying hard not to influence the meeting any more than she already had. Without any effort, Robin recalled the news stories about Senator Hatch's sudden death in a deserted men's bathroom on the meeting room level of the Bonaventure Hotel in L.A. With barely suppressed irritation, she said, This has to do with Orrin Hatch? I don't get it. The man's been dead at least a year. I thought you said on the phone this was about sexual harassment? It is. Teresa flicked another tense glance at her sister. Lauren smiled her encouragement. Go on, Teresa. Well, after Orrin Hatch died, 
and Lester Horner was appointed to fill his Senate seat, he... Wait! This is about Justice Horner? You know Justice Horner? I didn't. I met him on an airplane, and he offered me a job, and I took it. I worked for him, well, indirectly for him, for a short time when he was in the Senate. Robin's stomach flipped. The contentious confirmation hearings that had ultimately vaulted Lester Horner from the U.S. Senate onto the U.S. Supreme Court had been nasty and divisive. He had been confirmed by a single vote. She said, oh, Hold it. This harassment complaint we're discussing isn't about United States Supreme Court Justice Lester Horner, is it? Well, sort of indirectly it is, I guess. But no, not really. And the job was in his Senate office here in Utah? No, no, it was with the Utah Women's Symposium. I think I was their token Gentile. Robin Tor was familiar with the symposium, a non-profit organization that...